welcome, welcome on this Wednesday morning. Uh, my name is Tim, and just outside of camera. I, oh, wait a minute. Somehow I've got my audio on here. Yeah, hold on just a second, everybody. There we go. I have YouTube, so I can see YouTube on my computer in front of me and see who's watching. And I see Heidi and Rhonda and Robert and Christy and Anita and Debbie and Travis and Ben and Luan and Jean and Angela and Jeremy and Christy and Lois and Nancy. It's cool, man. So cool. So cool. Uh, anyway, I was saying before I interrupted myself with my own audio, um, just outside of camera shot is my uh, beautiful wife, Jane, who will not be making an appearance today. But uh, today what we're going to do is we're going to be in chapter three of the book of Daniel again. If you would like to join us in your Bible, go ahead and find that. We'll be there in just a few moments. But um, this is devotional number one, as we have counted down from 10 to 1 in our final full weekday schedule of our devotions. Now, this is not the final devotional. It's not the final devotional. Uh, this is the final full week of our devotional schedule, our full week devotional schedule. Hopefully I said that right. Um, Next week, what's going to happen is we're going to begin our two days per week schedule instead of our five days a week schedule. And uh, just so you know what has transpired uh, throughout our devotional time, this is officially devotional number 67 since the pandemic began. Uh, add into that 12 Sundays, 67 devotionals, 12 Sundays, so 79 out of 81 days that our team, not just me, but other pastors and then our team members who are behind the scenes even right now, making sure that this signal comes in and gets split and goes out to uh, YouTube and to Facebook, uh, those team members as well as, long, uh, as well as the team members who are in the comments sections right now who are uh, encouraging people and so forth. This is the, this is, this is the 79th day out of the last 81, 79 days out of the last 81 days that we have been here and we have put out content and we have tried to encourage and so forth. And uh, the next devotional is gonna be next Tuesday. So this ends the full week schedule today. Then we're gonna begin again with a new schedule next week, and it's gonna begin on Tuesday, and that'll be our Tuesday and Thursday schedule, TNT, Tuesday and Thursday schedule beginning next week. Again, that begins next week on Tuesday. And my, my promise to you at the very beginning of this pandemic was to meet daily until we read through the book of John, or until we were done with the disruption of the pandemic. And uh, guess what? We made it all the way through the book of John all the way through the book, John, all 21 chapters with lots of insights along the way. We did a series on Sunday through the book of John as well, uh, through a portion of the book of John. And then we did um, a week of encouraging scriptures at the height of the pandemic when the number of cases and the number of deaths was supposed to spike and then, uh, you know, or peak, put it that way, peak, and then start to, to go down. And we still weren't done. So we did all 16 chapters of the book of Romans with a whole lot of content 
which made it a lot of fun for me because we really got to get into the nitty gritty and go into a lot of the context, a lot of deep waters that we navigated there. And by the way, we're still working our way through those deep waters and our weekend services. We're on uh, week eight of God only knows how many weeks in the, in the weekend services. We'll be in chapter 12 again uh, this weekend. And then uh, when we could see the pandemic start to, to curve down, start to wind down, and Texas began the slow reopening plan and process, and uh, now we're in phase two of that with the social distancing uh, recommendations still you know, in force, I planned out 10 devotionals, 10 devotionals, which would include today, 10 devotionals uh, as we wind down our devotionals. And these 10 devotionals are going to be or, or were about and are going to be about today. Holy grit, holy grit, which is perseverance, endurance, patience. And I believe that. As always, God's timing in this has been perfect, because now here we are on the doorstep of reopening our campuses. I love it, man. I love it. We're going to get back to having services together. And just so you know, we've already had one outdoor service. Uh, and I described that to you in a devotional. It was like a festival. It was an absolute blast. And the weather was perfect. And I told my wife on the way home, we could never do that again because it was absolutely too perfect. Well, guess what? We're going to do it again. And uh, I received word from our meteorologist on staff, Heidi, who uh, told me uh, last night uh, by way of email that she was going to get another update on the weather at 5 a.m., that that weather forecast would come out. And so she contacted me this morning and she says, it looks like the weather is going to be great for tomorrow night, for tomorrow night. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. So um, here we go. Uh, the service is going to be at the 288 campus, uh, 7 p.m., 288 campus, 7 p.m., uh, there's all kinds of reasons we're not doing an outdoor service at all of our campuses. Namely, one of them is we don't have that much parking at most of our campuses, nor do we have the enough equipment to share between campuses. So we're going with the biggest parking lot at the original campus uh, and inviting people from all different campuses to join us tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. And uh, as always, we're going to have our Sunday morning service online, 9.45 a.m., and then hopefully we're going to be able to do the same thing next week as well. If the weather's good on Sunday, we'll do it on Sunday instead of Thursday. But we're watching. This is how we're doing it. We're watching between Thursday and Sunday to see which is better. And this week, Thursday is shaping up to be better than Sunday because we got that tropical system to the south of us. And we don't know what it's going to do. Anyway, so then the next Sunday, which will be June 21st, we are opening up all of our campuses for one service. All of our campuses for one service. and what that's going to be is it's going to be a real service, but it's also going to be going to be an opportunity for our teams to see what it takes to do church together indoors with the social distancing recommendations in place. And then the week after that, which would be the next Sunday, which would be uh, June the 28th, we're going to do it again indoors, but we're going to add services as necessary. And uh, then by that time, you know, uh, the next weekend, I'm hoping that all this social distancing stuff will be over. And we can high five and we can greet again. But even if it's not, we're going to continue to have indoor services. So uh, stick with us. Good news is good news is in-person service tomorrow night, 288 campus, 7 p.m. 
bring your own lawn chair because we're not providing seats. Uh, there's not going to be any New Hope kids or New Hope students, so families are going to stick together. As I said last time, if you had a, have had a fever or cough or somebody in your family has, or you've been around somebody who's had uh, the virus, COVID virus, or you're in a high risk group, uh, stay home, stay home. Join us for our online service on Sunday, 945 uh, a.m. Uh, bring your own water to drink because the cafe is going to be closed. Water fountains are going to be disabled. Uh, just like I said last time for our last outdoor service, do the Texas two-step, do the Texas two-step, uh, meaning stay at least two big steps away from everybody around you, except for those in your immediate family. Um, you don't have to worry because the restrooms will be open. They're going to be monitored by people who will only let a couple folks in at a time. Uh, masks are going to be recommended, especially as you arrive on the scene to set up your lawn chairs. And when you exit your seating area, as this will be the time when you pass the most people. You understand that, don't you? So, uh, again, families are going to be asked to sit together, kids together with their families, New Hope students together with their families, because it's all going to be a family service. And our seating, if you don't know the 288 campus, is going to be on the far side of the building. So you pull in, you see one side of the building, you go around the building. That's where the seating area is going to be in the parking lot next to the pavilion. And we'll do as we did last time. We're going to send out a, a map uh, on social media and also in an email blast. It's going to happen uh, later today, uh, probably around noon today. Uh, but you can park on the baptistry side of the building, which is the side that you see first when you come to the parking lot. And you can walk through the building. There's going to be an inter door and an exit door so people won't be, you know, crossing each other's paths. So you go in this side, come out that side, but you'll see the signs when you get there. And uh, and I know it's a, all, all these restrictions and stuff are a little bit of a pain. I'm just going to tell you the joy. The joy that we experienced last time is worth the pain. It's worth the pain. And that's what, that's how the Bible describes it. That, that, that there's, you know, pain, but then the joy that you receive is worth the pain. So uh, Jane and I went to the 288 campus last night around 7 p.m., sat there for an hour outside, and it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. And uh, uh, I'm just praying the weather is that gorgeous tomorrow night. Last time, over 600 people showed up, uh, and it was wonderful. But uh, but uh, I guess good news, good news here for everybody. We are officially taking steps toward getting together again. We need each other, man. We need each other, and we especially need to be praying together. Well, let's get together. Let's pray for our nation. Let's get together. Let's encourage each other. Let's get together. Let's get into the Book of Romans where the Apostle Paul through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, has some awesome things to tell us that we all need to hear. And I uh, can't wait to talk about them beginning tomorrow night. And, and another question that people ask when we had the last outdoor service, no, the outdoor service will not be streamed online. Uh, that's going to be Sunday morning that we're going to stream. Okay, so, um, and do, do this. Uh, if you don't follow us on social media, please follow us on social media because a lot of details are going to be flooding out over these next few weeks as we make the return toward uh, in-person indoor circle now, different schedule now for the devotionals beginning next week, Tuesday and Thursday um, as our, and, and again, all the Lord's timing, man, because our team, teams, 
that have been helping to make this devotional possible and all that they're doing are now going to go back to their day jobs as we get back together as a church family. So just like so many other people are getting back to their jobs. So thank you, Lord, for bringing us out of this time. And thank you, Lord, for doing a good work in us through this time. And thank you, Lord, for this church family. Thank you, God. Anyway, so if you have been uh, tracking with us, then you know the topic in these final 10 uh, week-long schedule of devotions. The topic has been perseverance and holy grit. And we all need holy grit, man, because this has been a long haul and we're still not totally where we should be. And then, as we have said yesterday and the day before, then another layer of difficulty gets added on top. And um, that's kind of where we are right now as a nation and, and as people, uh, more more stress uh, on our nation and, and so forth. And so yesterday, um, we were back in Daniel 3. We're looking at three guys, just as we were the day before. But we're looking at three guys who were in captivity in Babylon during the exile, during the exile of the Jewish people from Israel to Babylon. The three guys specifically were Shadrach, Meshach, and then the last guy whose name I was pronouncing incorrectly. And my wife has corrected me. And his his name is Abendego. <laughs> she just looked at me. <laughs> it's a Abednego. Anyway, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they were in a place where they didn't want to be. They were in Babylon in captivity. They, they were in a position they didn't want to be in. They were actually slaves. And they were going through this situation longer than they wanted to be going through this situation. Uh, because as we read in another uh, cross-reference, it, it's going to take 70 years for this exile to be over with. Out of Jeremiah, we learned that. So it's a tough situation. And as if it wasn't bad enough already, and as if it wasn't going to go on too long as they could sense, and it was prophesied that it would, their feet were really put to the fire when, um, well, literally their feet were put to the fire. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, the king, had a 90-foot-tall, 9-foot-wide statue made uh, that really represented himself and it was overlaid with gold and probably probably looked pretty cool but it was an idol so i'm not going to say that out loud but uh the 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 plan was this uh, the, the 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 people in charge came up with this plan that whenever you heard music you would bow down to this idol and by extension you were bowing down and paying allegiance to the king well shadrach meshach and abednego did not bow down and uh, we learned that yesterday, I guess, and the day before, maybe a little bit. But now they're about to face the consequences for their good behavior, for their good behavior, for following God. They're about to face the consequences. So we're going to be in Daniel chapter 3. We're going to begin at verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up, to which I say, wow, there's some good stuff here. And I hope that we all have this, this kind of faith. First, they say, and you can see this in the text, the God that we serve 
is able to deliver us. He's able to deliver us. And then they say this. They say, he's able to deliver us. And then they say, and he will deliver us. But then they say, even if he doesn't deliver us, we're still going to follow him. We're still going to follow him. Now, I want you to follow me here as I tease this out just a little bit. There, there's a faith. And I believe that most of us that are joining in on this devotional today have this kind of faith. There's a faith that says, I believe that God is able. I believe that God is able. I know that God is able to save us. I know that he's able to do what it is that I'm asking. This is not, this situation is not difficult for him. And I think that, I think we all have that kind of faith. I, at least I believe we do, that we believe that God is large and in charge. And then there's a faith that, I'm, try, I'm trying to watch my words here. There's a faith that sort of goes out on a limb and says, not only do I believe that God can, Here's what I believe that God will do. And then people who have this kind of faith, they fill in the blank with what they think that God should do or what they hope that God will do. And honestly, now follow me, okay? Honestly, this is the kind of declaration sort of faith for a particular outcome that causes a lot of people to get discouraged. And I've, 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 I've seen committed Christ followers who are at, I don't want to say this level of faith because I don't think it's a level. They, they were using this kind of faith and they believed that God would come through for them in a particular way. But then it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Like God didn't, God didn't do what they thought he would do. They didn't, he, God didn't do what they wanted him to do. Their prayer didn't get answered. And for them, it seemed like God let them down. They had faith. Listen to me, because I'm trying to be careful here. They had faith, but they didn't have it in God, so to speak. They had it in a particular outcome. Like I have faith that this is going to happen, that this is going to be the way that God is going to answer this prayer. And I know that I'm splitting hairs just a little bit here, but just listen to, to, to my heart and what I'm trying to say here. They believed that what they said God was going to do the way they said it, instead of that God was going to do what he wanted to do. They believed that God was going to do what they wanted him to do. And it is this kind of declaring faith, this, this kind of something is going to work out like I want it to work out faith, where I've seen people's faith in God be shaken. And people used to go to church, people used to serve, they used to give, they, they used to be an important part of God's kingdom work. And, and because something didn't happen the way that they declared and believed that it should happen, they felt like God let them down, and now they are disillusioned or hurt. They're maybe angry. They don't believe in God because God didn't do what they believed 
would or should happen. And I'll say it again, they had faith in an outcome more than they had faith in God. I hope that you're understanding the heart of what I'm trying to say right here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't, Abednego, sorry, didn't, they, they, they said it, but they didn't pause. They didn't pause for long there. They didn't just stop with this faith in an outcome for very long because then they immediately followed up that statement with this. They, they said, we believe God can. We believe our God is able to deliver us. And we believe God will deliver us. But then they immediately followed up that he would deliver them from the fiery furnace. They immediately followed up that by saying, but even if he doesn't, we still believe in him. Even if he doesn't, we still believe in him. He said, if we're thrown into the, if we're thrown, verse 17, if we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will, and he will, he will deliver us from your majesty's hands. Verse 18, but even if he does not, we want you to know we're not going to bow. We're not going to bow. In other words, God is still God. We're not going to bow to an idol. We're not going to bow to the world. We're not going to bow to you. We're not going to bow to anything other than God, even if he lets us die in the fire. We're still going to trust him. We're still going to have faith in him and that he knows what's best. Man, I'm starting to forget when I've said certain things, but we talked about Job. And it wasn't too long ago. And all the junk that he went through it was in the devotion last week. It had to be last week. But anyway, all the stuff that he went through, he lost everything. And he said something similar to this right here. He said, he's talking to God. And he thinks that God is doing all of this misfortune to him for some reason. That he, but he couldn't see at that moment what was happening. But he said this. He said, Though you slay me, yet shall I trust you. Though you slay me, yet shall I trust you. And that's kind of what these guys are saying in the text. They're saying, you know, even if God doesn't come through, like we want him to come through, we're going to keep on believing. We're going to keep on having holy grit. We're going to keep on trusting in him. And I'm going to tell you, man, you know, things have changed in our world in a hurry, in a hurry. You go back a few months, the economy was booming. People were working. People were traveling. Church was popping at the seams. <laughs> wow. Things have changed. There weren't riots in the streets. Um, I'm, I'm just saying things have changed. And, and I'm not a prophet, and, and I don't know what things are going to look like in the not-too-distant future. And that's okay. I don't know. That's okay. It's frustrating that I don't know, but I don't know because I'm not God. But I do know this. God is large and in charge. And God is good. And God's got a good plan. And that plan may be different than the plan that I had might be different than the plan that you have. But as I have told you from the beginning of these devotionals, 
God is good. God is large and in charge. And God has a good plan. He's got a good plan. And even if it's not the plan that we think it is, it's a good plan. It's a plan that's going to be used for his glory and for our good. And so we just got to keep believing in him no matter what. Got to keep moving in the text here. Verse 19, uh, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in the army in the army to tie sorry I'm off my place to tie up Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and I, I just want you to notice something that's happening here every time that these guys are mentioned they're all three mentioned all three mentioned and coincidentally in the same order every time <clears throat> He commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. Verse 21, so these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the, fire, and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see, a, I see four men walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. That's a that if you don't know, that's what you call an Old Testament appearance of Jesus, a son of the gods. That's the way that's the way that an evil king would describe seeing Jesus, a son of the gods, which is not bad for an evil tyrant king. Not a bad description of, of Jesus. But <clears throat> by the way, there's a song that we sing nowadays at church. Um, and it references this moment, along with several other moments in, in the Bible. But if you know the song I'm talking about, uh, the chorus says, there was another in the fire. There was another in the fire standing next to me. There was another uh, in the waters holding back the seas. And should I ever need reminding of how you set me free? There's a cross that bears the burden where another died for me. There's another in the fire. Man, that's rich. And, and <clears throat> let me make a point here before uh, we read the rest of this, because there's a truth in here, a couple of truths in here uh, that, that we need if we're going to have holy grit. It's going to help us to hold on when we're in the fire. And first of all, being a Christian does not exempt us from the fire. Being a Christian does not exempt us from the fire. I wish it did. I wish it did. But that's not how it works. We said that the other day. That's not how it works. And uh, here we are, you know, in the fire right now, so to speak. But thank you, God, we're never alone in the fire because God has promised he will never leave us or forsake us. <clears throat> and right now, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he is with you. Because he resides in your heart. When you let him in, he takes up residence in your heart. And you're never 
ever going to be alone again in your life. You can have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And man, if you don't know him today, if you've never invited him into your heart, this is a perfect time because we're in the fire and we need him right now. We need him big time. You need him. Everybody, this world needs Jesus. So if you've not invited him in, I'm going to pray that you do that. today. Verse 26, Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and he shouted. So he's He's, he's thinking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he says this, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Once again, all three names mentioned together. Servants of the Most High God, come out. Come here. So he's calling them out of the fire. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the, the, the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. You can imagine they're kind of celebrities now. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel, and that's Jesus in the fire, and rescued his servants. (laughs) Not that Jesus is an angel, but that's how the evil king is describing him here. Uh, they trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Verse 29, therefore, king says, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut to pieces (laughs) and their houses be turned into piles of rubble for no other god can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Uh, so the king, they, they came out of the fire and the king said, ah, new law, new law. <laughs> Forget that one about bowing down to the image of me that's 90 feet tall, and nine feet wide. Uh, let's go with this. Got, a, got, a, got a, another idea here. Anyone who says anything bad about the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, gets cut up into pieces and their houses turned to rubble. And and everybody said, okay, king, we're with you on that one as well. Uh, think about it, such a silly king. Somebody always has to be getting burned up or cut up or something. But anyway, the good news for those of us who have Jesus as our Lord and Savior is that no matter what happens next, I'm just going to tell you, man, I don't know what's going to happen next. What a year, what a a year this has been. But no matter what happens next, God is good. God is good, he's got a good plan. And it's gonna work out one way or the other, God's gonna work it out for our good, for his glory. That's a promise we have in scripture. And another promise that we have is that you're never going to be alone. That God is always gonna be with you that Jesus did what he did so that we could have a personal relationship with God. Jesus sent us his Holy Spirit to reside in our hearts, to help us to live the life that he's asking us to live. And I'm thinking that some of you have people in your life um, right now, maybe, maybe there's more than one one person in the room and you love that other person dearly or those people dearly, but you don't know where they stand spiritually. 
maybe they don't even know where they stand spiritually for sure. And um, you don't know if they've made things right with God. And maybe you don't know if you've taken this step of faith to have things made right with God. So here we are in the last devotional of this current schedule of all week long devotionals. And I I just want to take this moment and I just want to ask you to make sure that you have done what God has asked you to do. Have you done what God has asked you to do? And what, what has God asked you to do? He's asked you to believe in Jesus, to put your faith in him. In fact, I'm going to ask you two questions. and I learned these a long time ago. And the first question is this. If you died tonight, do you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? Do you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? And if the answer is anything other than yes, then you've got some work to do right now in this moment. And that'll go along with the second question I'm going to ask you. And the second question is this, if you were to die tonight, and I hope and pray you don't, but if you were to to die tonight and you were standing at the gates of heaven and God were to look at you and say, why should I let you into heaven? What would your answer be? And I I don't think he's going to ask this question, but it just helps us to to think through where we are spiritually. What would your answer be if God asked you, why should I let you into heaven? And if your answer to God at that moment would be anything like, because I have a person because I've obeyed the Ten Commandments or because I don't hurt anybody or because whatever. It's, it's anything that you're doing to work for God's approval. It's the wrong answer. Absolutely 100% the wrong answer. The only answer that works, because none of us are good enough, the only answer that works is this, because I have accepted what Jesus Christ did for me. I put my faith in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, because my friends, that's the only way we get to heaven. And so if you have not done that, I want you to do that right now. I want you to to accept Christ. I want you to invite him into your heart. And you invite him in. He comes to take up residence in your life. You can have this close personal relationship with him. And he'll be with you to go through the fire of this life. And then someday you'll live in God's presence in heaven. But that eternal life can begin right now through Jesus and through his spirit taking up residence inside of us. And so if you've not put your faith in Jesus, I want to pray for you right now. Right. So wherever you are, every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father. Please, Lord, for those who have not accepted you as their Lord and Savior. I pray that right now in this moment that they would do that. It would not be about their works. It would not be about because they go to church or they've done good things that right now that they would open up their hearts to you and to your salvation the same way that every single person since 
since the beginning has been saved and that is through faith in you. And I pray, Lord, that they would take their faith off of themselves and they would put it 100% on you and you alone for their salvation. Thank you for Jesus, Lord, who died on the cross for us. We praise you, Lord, that he made a way for us. And we thank you that even now he is in the fire with us, Lord, that we're not alone. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for everyone, Lord, who is, who is signing on to Team Jesus today or who's recommitting to you. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you would bless those folks today. Let them know that they are not alone. I pray, God, that you would give all of us strength and courage. Help us to live out our faith. Not, not faith in a particular outcome, but faith in you, knowing that, Lord, you are good and that you have a good plan and uh, you're going to do good things and it's going to be for your glory. And uh, as I said yesterday, Lord, and as we saw in the text, I pray that you help us to depend on each other and our church family, to love each other, to be there for each other. Thank you for never leaving or forsaking us, God, I pray, Lord, heal our nation. Please heal our nation. Bring us back together again, as only you can do through your son, Jesus. And I pray this in his holy and powerful name and all the people said, amen. All right, guys, tomorrow night, if you can make it tomorrow night at the 288 campus, 7 p.m., uh, bring your lawn chair with you, drinks, wear a mask on the way in, the way out. And uh, let's just let's celebrate the goodness of God and let's pray for our nation together. Let's make it a great day in Jesus. Love you so much, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you for being so encouraging through these last uh, days as we have gone through these devotionals. And I hope that you'll join us tomorrow night or if you're not going to be able to be there tomorrow night, join us on Sunday, 945 online and then begin to join us again on Tuesdays and Thursdays for TNT and power, the power of the gospel for living. Kind of got a ring to it, doesn't it? Love you guys so much. We'll see you soon. God bless.